Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Nintendo! October 13th, 2016. I am Jose Otero, and I'm joined once again by Per Schneider, hey. Brian Altano, hey. and this is IGN's Nintendo Show, and do you know what? IGN was founded 20 years ago. How about that? And we have a big uh, house party coming up, the, the big house party, uh, October 15th in San Francisco. If you're in the area, if you're looking for tickets, we may still have a few by the time you're listening to this. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, yeah we're, we're running low. Anything to add to this pitch? No, it'll be awesome. Uh, by the time you listen, listen to this, you probably only have hours left to join us. It'll be really cool. Yeah. Uh, it'll be, I mean, it starts at like, what, like three or four, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way. We'll have like a party afterwards until um, the uh, the yeah. even, late evening yeah. hours. It'll be good. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. So make sure you're there. And if you bought a ticket, we're going to see you in the office hopefully on Friday because yeah. we have a big office tour happening with a lot of folks who will be attending. So thank you. And remember, it's IGN's 20th birthday. Be happy. Celebrate. Also, Alienware's 20th birthday, who are co-sponsoring the event. Yeah. All right, uh, so this week <laughs> was a little... Wait, wait, uh, hang on. This just in. Hang on, GoFar just sent me a message. Uh, oh, uh, apparently you still can't pre-order an NES Classic uh, edition. What? what kind of news? I got all excited. I was about to pre-order it. That's <laughs> what I thought that was about. There's a month in. There's a month <laughs> left to go, and you still can't. And blop, 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 blop. What is that from? It's <laughs> a death sound. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I'm, I'm at a bit of a loss. I complained about this uh, yesterday on Twitter. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you would know that I don't really take a lot of joy in complaining about things. I just feel like Twitter's already polarizing what? enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did complain about this because I feel like a month out, I feel like a lot of folks are clearly excited. We're excited. Um, and this is just a thing that I just don't understand the strategy on it well, so you, much. You had the original reveal. 
which seemed like that would lead to pre-orders. Because that's and, how it's been. Yeah. Like with Amiibo, yeah. And then nothing. And then you had that preview event that you did that you covered where you shot video. We saw the whole OS. We saw all the games in action. We saw the save states. We got to hear the menu music. And it was like, okay, I'm really on board for this thing now. What about now? Nope, still nothing. So uh, other territories have been able to pre-order theirs. In Japan, you were able to pre-order the Famicom one on Amazon for a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. And you did. That's I cool. I pre-ordered one. I couldn't get the uh, the power, the AC adapter, which is sold separately in Japan. But a helpful uh, NVC fan told me that it's a mini USB uh, AC. Right. Anyway, yeah, so oh, yeah. we're safe. Yeah. You can use your Kindle Fire or whatever and oh, device nice. charger. Yeah. To nice. charge it? Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. That's great, yeah, right? Really yeah. Cool. yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, oh, I, or to plug it in, rather. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in Europe, uh, same story. Yeah. Uh, pre-orders have been taken. Folks have been who are tweeting at me saying, "Hey, in Europe, we've had this for a while." Do want to remind folks that NCL and Nintendo of Europe do run their businesses sort of separately in terms of supply, demand, and sort of getting the pre-order product done. Yeah, um, and working with retailers to make that happen. One of them is um, a garbage truck on fire. The other <laughs> is a garbage truck full of fire. Those are very different things. Do not get them confused. Both involves garbage trucks and fires. Well, the thing that alarms me is that. I want the garbage on the truck, though. You can't get that. I want that garbage. (laughs) The thing that alarms me about this whole thing is just that this is one of the products that I think most of the people in this room would agree. It's going to be a big seller for Nintendo this holiday. I feel like it is still hitting at the right time where late 80s nostalgia is not completely gone. 90s nostalgia is in, clearly, because there's a lot of stuff making a comeback. Crash, Tomb Raider. So many things are making a comeback this year that you have not seen in a while that were early 90s. I mean, Uncharted 4 had one of the best 90s nostalgia moments I've ever seen since, like, Animal Crossing. I mean, I think you're at the age where, like, growth-stunted adults, like those of us in this room, (laughs) uh, have disposable income enough to spend a little money on nostalgia. That's a word? Adults? I've I've been saying it for a while. Um, And, I like, you know, I'm just... I just really want to play Super Mario Brothers again. I don't know how I can do that. If only Nintendo had provided at least. Wait, what are you talking about? You I'm own just being a Jack Love. I don't. I don't. If you're new to the show, Brian owns that game in 12 different versions across every device. 13. It's like a disease where if it's available, he has to buy it, <laughs> yeah. and then he complains that yeah. he had to buy yeah. it. I know. No, I know. it's true. Um, but. Hopefully, no, but, is it going to happen? Are but, there going to be pre-orders, or is it just going to show up at Target? Well, am I wrong? Is this not going to be a big deal for them? This, I think this Pokemon Sun and Moon and Super Mario uh, Run are the three big sellers for Nintendo this holiday. Like, no question. Well, like, you, they had a chance to strike while the iron's hot and strike while it's warm, and now it's just like, what, a cold iron that you strike yeah. with? I don't know where that metaphor goes. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I mean, I think we, we touched on this a little bit. I, I feel like Nintendo is a little bit off their game. I mean, mm-hmm. the Pokemon Go Plus was another great example, yeah. right? where that would have done so well if the timing had been right for this device and then it kind of just trickled out and like you know um, they don't have any other hardware this year this should be a focus for them to get out there promoted and like Get get it in the channels in advance because it's not a kid's toy that can yeah. just show up on a on a shelf. It's something that comes with nostalgia, where there is an audience that orders online and wants yep. to pre-order yep. is is lining up for it. But well, hopefully there'll be lots of them in supply, so it's not going to be this like, whoops, sorry, you missed it. It was available for pre-order at three a.m. kind of a thing. There's right? also like, I but don't. When has that happened? I know. When Never, has Nintendo I mean, been ready I, with supply? This yeah. is Amiibo Year One. Sorry, I didn't mean. Yeah, to, yeah. This yeah. is Amiibo Year He's One. Doing the again. This is, I am doing the cruise ship thing. I'm about to take off my shit. Yeah, this is an election yet, year, Jose. Yet. You got to do the politician point, the thumb. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. You, you got it. Wait, how do you do that? It's like this. You put your thumb like that. Oh, you don't okay. actually, you fold your thumb on okay, your fist. So, no, I got it. All right. Mm-hmm. So, this is a year 
where, um, yeah, they, they're just, they're off their game. And, and to me, like, yeah, the supply issue has been a constant issue um, for them. And I, I just, I don't want to see that happen again. And I know that they're aware of it. I know there are plenty of people who work at NOA that know this is a problem. Yeah. It's only the question of what's being done to solve it. And right now, the answer is, let's not, so far we don't have a pre-order campaign is one to me. And the second thing is, I don't even know what the second thing is anymore. I lost it because I was too busy doing the hand thing. <laughs> second thing is, same as the first Number two thing. and yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even agree with it. Number three. There we go. Um, no, but, but on the other hand, certainly the scarcity worked for Amiibo. Remember? Yeah. Like, they, it did create a frenzy. And there, oh. there are those who said when the Wii came out that Nintendo artificially created the scarcity, right? So people would get excited and try to buy them. And, and that would make the system more popular. I'd, it'd be amazing if they were that smart. Yeah, I, 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 that came across wrong. Like the, I, yeah, I feel like I don't think you want yeah, to say that. I, I don't mean I don't mean that. I, it'd be it'd be nefarious. It'd like, be nefarious if they were, if like, they were that calculating. Yeah, yeah, if they were that calculating, yeah. exactly. But I also think that they're not that evil. Yeah, no, 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 you no. Know, they, I, I think they genuinely want to get this this product to people. But something's wrong. Something's oh, but, not running but then right. Some of the logic online and uh, and lately, like logic and the internet, seem to be two of the most separate yeah. things in some places. In some places, I don't mean to focus on the negative because I don't like to do that here. But some of the logic I'm hearing is like, oh, well, this clearly this helps uh, against, you know, this pre-order culture nonsense and friggin' uh, pre-order trolls who right. will just get it Which and then re- upsell it. Nintendo doesn't care no. about pre like business is business. You either showed up and you got it or yep. you didn't. I don't have to care if you're going to run out and sell it after you bought it from me. But look, like you, uh, I sold it. Pre-order trolls yeah. will just be order trolls. Well, I yeah, I'll be honest they'll with you guys. Stand in line and get it mm. there too. I don't they pre-order. Think- I don't pre-order a lot anymore, especially games. I mostly get my games digitally, and I wait till like they get reviewed to see. You know, I, yeah. and I, I I have the. The 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 sort of luck and the joy being able to walk in the room and being here at IGN and being yeah. like, what's the thermometer on Mafia Three? Like, what's the temperature on this game? How's it look? You know, it's in the seven range. Should I wait? Should I mm-hmm. buy it? Um, hardware is a different story, though. And if you if it sounds like yeah. ridiculous that the three of us are complaining about this right now, this conversation is training wheels for the one that we might have next year <laughs> when they go, here's our brand new revolutionary new console, and for six months they're like, here's some more details, and then Jose plays it at a, at a review event, a, pre, a preview event, and comes back, and we're like, today's got to be the day, right? See, today's got to be the day, right? Be different. I have, I, have, I don't know I that. Have strong hopes that is a completely different so scenario. Faith. No, in that case, I do because that. To me, that is a bigger, more important part of their business yeah. than a $60 grab bag of 30 virtual console games that I already own. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just being like, maybe I'm diminishing that because I already own a lot of those games and maybe I'm not seeing it on, on equal terms. I hear what you're saying, though. Right. I do. I just, I look at it as like the future of your next like three years of business is squarely centered around what NX is and what it's going to be and whether you're going to iterate on it and do revisions like what these other consoles are going to be. But you got to come off on the right foot from the start. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So pre-orders, well, I, think I don't think will be a problem. I, well, so the thing is, like, it's it's the fact that they've been, uh, A, real or nefarious or calculated or not, notoriously tricky with uh, launches in terms of supply and how many units are actually out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those are manufactured supply constraints or if it's just a thing that happens because people get into them. The, getting, the, getting a Wii was... Uh, 
was an interesting uh, situation because I had to camp out for a pre-order slip. Oh, you camped uh, out? I stood in the cold in New Jersey for a piece of paper that said I could stand in the cold again. <laughs> That's what I got for that. Uh, the Wii U is a little easier. I remember showing up at a GameStop to get one, and my wife went down the street to get coffee, and she texted me, and she said, the line for this coffee is really long. And I said, the line for this Wii U is really short. Yeah, Wii U was <laughs> she was back before I was. Yeah. But, but I, I and, you I know, was. It, was, yeah. it wasn't hard to get a, to pre-order a PS4. Uh, Pro, it wasn't hard to get an Xbox One S. Yeah, um, PSVR it was hard quick. to get PSVR. Yeah, though, right. And they, yeah, I ordered the bundle though because you know the regular edition was gone yeah. really quickly, yeah. and then it popped up again like two days ago. Yeah. I think. But right? the difference is, I think that like you look at like Sony and Microsoft have had this sort of notoriously like. A, you know, beneficial relationship with a company like Amazon, which I would say most people get their things from. Yeah. Uh, and with Nintendo, it's been very spotty. Like, I think they've mended that because they've been selling mm. 3DS hardware and Wii U yeah. hardware there for a while. And no one quite um, found out what that was about. Like, that, that story behind yeah. why Amazon stopped selling Nintendo hardware directly, like it wasn't a reseller instead. I don't know if we'll ever get the answer. To it's what happened it's there. crazy to me to have like one of the, one of if not the largest uh, online retailer not carrying your supply in an in a time where you need it most. I mean, if you look at the the sales numbers, I'm not saying there's a direct correspondence between the two, but the Wii U could have used a nudge from something like Amazon, mm-hmm. and so could the 3DS. So I'm hoping that the NX, all that stuff, all the ducks in a, are in a row on that because the classic NES situation has just been sort of cumbersome so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We agree. I don't want to make this much ado about nothing, though. No. Like, I do think this this all matters to the mind of the consumer. This is not just us sitting in a room hey. saying, oh, well, I want it. We're we, getting one. We complained yeah. for weeks about Amiibo. We yeah, did. we did. And then we suddenly did. the Amiibo we complained the most about were the most commonly available. And the ones we, we could get really easily, like the Marios, are the ones going for 40 bucks. Yeah. Now. So whatever well, we complain about now, it's going to be the exact opposite of what we're going to complain about per, in To back up to that, and I don't actually want to too think- many any. I don't. I don't want to <laughs> think everywhere. I don't want to think about those dark times again. But here we go. But there was a time during the amiibo craze where you and I were like texting each other at like two o'clock in the morning to be like, "Oh, Yugoslavia just got uh, <laughs> just got <laughs> Daisy or whatever," and it was like drop everything. And you know, it was it was insane. Was it was like thirty bucks. I like, remember that. Yeah, to import something, and it would end up showing up here a month after the U.S. got Didn't it. We get yeah. salty with each other one night too. I can't remember what set that well, off. I'm sure we did. That yeah. brings you out guys the worst. Pretended to be out all the time. You're like, that's it. I am angry. I'm no longer buying these. And then it's like, here's Pit. And it's like, well, do you know what's really funny? Well, I will Pit. I will buy. And you didn't I, get one for me. I said to myself, I'm out. And then I was looking at my pre- PSVR pre-order on Amazon, and I had to pull up my like recent orders thing. <laughs> and I go looking through, and I'm like, damn it! I pre-ordered all three of the new Zelda ones and Waluigi. <laughs> I was like, I don't need him. <laughs> but here he comes. And when yeah. he shows up one day, I'll be like, ah, forget it. Yep. Did it already. Yep. Uh, I haven't pre-ordered them yet. You did not. it? No, no, no. No. Oh, I'm surprised. You, you're Mr. Zelda at the Halls of Ice. You should wait for I'm reviews. Old, I forget. Uh, I mean, I use Amazon, honestly, as a release reminder, too. Yeah. Like, when, when I hear, uh, you know, when, like, Last Guardian was announced, I pre-ordered it on yeah. Amazon. That, that's kind of a funny story. Well, because pre-ordering but, but on something like, like Amazon is free. That's yeah. what I like about and it. And then, yeah. also, sometimes you lock in a price, yeah. and uh, and then when the game finally comes out, I'm like, oh, crap, did I order it? And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yep. I did. So. Yeah, but what do you do when, uh, so let's say you pre-ordered, sorry, this is technical and slightly off topic but let's just run with this um let's say you pre-ordered uh zelda amiibo like yep. the whole set yep. and you've changed cards you've changed like either your card got updated or, or lost or stolen, stolen. yeah my wh- credit I mean, card number gets stolen once a year 
Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think wow. there's this evil gas station I go to. So okay. There's GM I villains. Them. <laughs> GM villains. I suspect them. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. Didn't expect that. Um, what do you do? Because like, Shell. I got the pre-order, but it's tied to another card. Like, what do, what do I have to do to keep that? Because it won't let me change it. Yeah, will you it? just switch it. In Amazon, you just switch it on the billing. Okay. Because I, I just had that. to do it. Because otherwise, my PSVR would have been like, oh, sorry. You yep. don't have the money for this, yep. so this goes to some other poor child. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and that's where we're ending with that. Nintendo. <laughs> if you need if, any more information on Amazon or pre-ordering, we'll be here for you. Yeah, we'll yeah, be here for you. And also, you. if you plan to uh, you know, maybe put up the NES Classic Edition for pre-order, that would be a good time. We're down to a month now. It comes out November 11th. The date of this show is October 13th. You still can't pre-order this thing. I don't know. I think that's what people are expecting. Expecting them to do, but this is like this is the time where you, if you have sixty dollars in your wallet, there's a hundred people trying to take <clears> it from you. There's a yeah. hundred different companies making different games, and I think Nintendo and I love them and I love everything they do. But I think sometimes they're kind of blinders to the industry, and they think that Nintendo fans are just like, well, this fall I have Paper Mario, Color Splash, and Kirby and Friends, and the classic NES, and it's like, well, if you love video games, like they're coming at you from all angles. Yeah. Like this, this the next two months. Uh, so the sooner they can get that $60 out of somebody's wallet, the better. And that's why they should get there. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think if they could, they would. I th- something's up. Yeah. We'll, we'll never know. We'll see. Yeah, I sent you an article about, uh, uh, last thing, about uh, one of the biggest shipping uh, companies in the, in, in the Southeast or in Asia. Yeah, Korean company. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. basically uh, in financial trouble. They actually filed yep. bankruptcy. And yeah. this is a story that a friend put me onto. And I'm just like, I hope it's not this again. I hope it's not shipping constraint, like oh, problems. Yeah. And then like them just not stepping up to acknowledge, hey, we do business with this company and we're screwed. We're sorry. I don't think so because that's such an easy, easy, easy thing to put out there and to it was, say. So was it yeah. during Amiibo, and they didn't want to do it until an investors meeting. They finally acknowledged. Hey, yeah, wasn't there? We they were like, problems. they were like, they were having like protests or whatever. People were like refusing to work. Oh, they were. There was the a docks. strike. Yeah, that yeah, can happen too. I remember reading no, some Amiibo message board with people being like, "Hey, we should go down there and cheer them up." And I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> so you can get your Daisy Amiibo?" I, mean, I they, want my Daisy. Think how, how, think they how didn't small. Even make think <laughs> how small these products are, and how many you can get over with a giant freaking. Uh, uh, container ship. Yeah. I, I just don't think that's a, that's the issue. Because it was like this answer. May he rest in peace. Was we can send them by freight, yeah. like the, yeah. the, like by by plane instead. Like yeah. just do shipments. I was like, yeah, there's yeah. always like weird stories where like, oh, I'm sorry, the boat was stolen. You're like, yeah. what? <laughs> give, me, give me my Nintendo stuff, please. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We've done enough on that. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, with you guys because this is a slow week. Uh, not a lot going on in the world of Nintendo. Um, at least so there was a. Big Pokemon Sun and Moon embargo that lifted this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Callie and I went and uh, played the game. Uh, we also talked to uh, Masuda and uh, Shigeru Omori, I believe, is the director of the game. Um, and this was the same guy who directed uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Mm. Uh, we can't run the interview stuff till next week, but uh, the, in terms of the game itself, very cool. First hour uh, is very nice nod to a lot of things that Pokemon fans, I think, will like. Um, and even like the camera work, like there's a, an early like cinematic that you see right before you get your first Pokemon. I'm not mm-hmm. going to go into spoilers. I'm just going to go light on details. But the camera work in it was the kind of camera work I have not seen them do before. Like it was just it was more TV style presentation, I think, than I've seen them do. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed by that. But I was also really surprised by it because on 3DS. 
the closer you get to something, the less attractive it looks depending yeah, yeah. on the art style. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. But regardless, the game looked fine. The big mm -hmm. surprise, no support for 3D unless you're in uh, the Pokemon Finder mode, which is like the Pokemon Snap-like mode mm -hmm. that's in the really? game. Yeah. None of the battles support 3D. The overworld does not support 3D. Why do you think that is? It makes it much <clears throat> easier to port to NX. Yeah. So I don't think that's work, a factor. I don't, th I don't, I don't think, think that's true. a factor. I, I think, think they're just done with it. It's like one extra thing to worry about. Oh, and and they're like, we don't care. It made X and Y <laughs> and it made Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. When you say that stuff, you send people like straight to Reddit writing crazy stuff. Like, don't, don't do, do that. Jose gets mad at me. <laughs> no, it's, it is it is additional work, though, to yeah. have to add 3D and, and test it and well, everything. Well, that's what I was going to say. In Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and in X and Y, you, in certain battles, when you would slide that thing up, you would just watch the frame rate go away. Like right. It would just slowly mm -hmm. dip into the 20s and sometimes They don't want to have to deal with it. Or yeah. Or, yeah, or fewer frames. And so it turned out to be, I think it was a smarter decision. Now, of course, that's a take it or leave it thing for the consumer. Some yeah. folks have already expressed they're really disappointed by that. Some folks have stressed, I'm not upset at all as long as uh, the core game is fine. Yeah. What I played, we played two hours. Core game was fine. Yeah. But we did ask. We were like, hey, what, what's going on with 3D? I'm, is that just a preview build thing? And yeah. they're like, no, we were shipping that way. Like, mm. that's going to be that way, and you only get it in Pokefinder. I mean, think about it, too. They, they put the 2DS out, and, you know, the um, Pokemon is also a franchise that they have sold to younger players mm -hmm. in the past. And, you know, for the... The whole history of the 3DS and the 3D mode, there there was all this talk about, you know, kids, uh, you know, kids under certain age shouldn't use 3D. And I, I think they're just like, there are too many issues with 3D support at this point, this late in the game. And let's just, let's just cut it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's and a if system you look, Nintendo makes that doesn't even support it. A, a lot just, of the, yeah, you've got the 2DS selling more and, mm -hmm. and get, people getting deals on it and it being promoted alongside uh, alongside Pokemon. So that's not going to be the big focus. This feels like one a couple of months ago when they when they were like, oh, uh, Wii U players find it hard to look at both screens at the same time. We're like, yeah, we've been saying that. <laughs> Can we get Skyward Sword without motion I, controls now, too? <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel like there, there are certain games on 3DS um, that actually, when you turn 3D on, look really, really good. I mean, I, yeah, think I about Kirby recently, right? Mm -hmm. Where they had the kind of sequences where the cars came out of the distance yep, and you yep. had to avoid them. It was really well done, and the 3D actually added something. Well, and, and even as a, as a company, we've seen them kind of waffle in terms yeah. of what's mm -hmm. going on with 3D because you had early support in games where... You know, they would push 3D really hard, but then you had others like uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2. I'll never forget when you slide that thing up, the background just gets really fuzzy. And I'm like, why is that a thing? But that was <laughs> yeah. the, the way they decided to try I it. I actually like that around. because it just felt like I was looking at like a diorama or something yeah. like that. Um, I, it always kind of bothered me, or not really bothered me, it just kind of caught me off guard when I would start a new game on a 3DS and turn up the slider and nothing would happen. And I'd yeah. be like, oh, maybe it's the menu. Oh, maybe it's just this area. Oh, it's the whole thing. You just didn't put that in there. For the downloadables, um, they definitely went that yeah, direction. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Where they were just like, it doesn't matter. You yeah. Know? Um, but and, and in those, those were very simple games. So it's not like it would have impacted the frame rate yeah. or anything. It was yeah. definitely just a choice saying, no, don't but, need it. But then but, props yeah. to teams uh, like, for example, sorry, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is one yeah. of my favorite examples of what you totally. can do with 3D. Uh, and I how think you're peeking in those rooms and going like, holy cow. I love that stuff. And I think yeah. Animal Crossing looks great in 3D mm -hmm. uh, with the sort of um, rotating or the that spherical world yeah, type yeah. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like... Actually, no, I think that one was a little more flat, right? No, and, no, but you still got a yeah. sense of it. Yeah, you still have that horizon. Yeah, depending on where you were, there um, was 3D World obviously was great. Uh, mm -hmm. Recently, I talked about it on the show, uh, and a bunch of people picked it up, which is really awesome. I hope you're enjoying it. But River City Ransom, the, the one that came to 3DS, yep, yep, yep. Uh, looks awesome in 3D because it's yep. it's sprites over 3D backgrounds. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of weird 
I don't know. It'd be cool to one day like do a kind of retrospective on on the games that used it well and the games that didn't use it at all. Yeah. Uh, I'd be fascinated in seeing the list, especially of first party stuff that didn't use any well, 3D. Yeah, and if you think about it, there was even the sort of a 3D classics line of yeah. games where yeah. they were like, "Hey, here's these eight bit games. Here's like Xevious and, and Kid Icarus and uh, Urban Champion." Hang on, I gotta. Uh, take a drink when you say that <laughs> word, that game. Um, Why don't you drink but, some of that ice climber Kool-Aid? <laughs> hey, oh, hey go it's good Kool-Aid. You need to back up. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, zero people dis- disagreed with me about all that, by the way. Uh, no, but yeah, but meanwhile, I said that jokingly in the uh-huh. uh, NES Classic video, and half the comments were, I love ice climbers, which to me says, That's right, Popo. STFU, bro, like this is it. We're I've, done. I've read a lot of controversial <laughs> stuff in the comments section of IGN, but that's got to be the YouTube. Worst. YouTube. <laughs> Even better. Um, no, but but uh, where were we going with this a second ago? I'm getting old. Yeah, you totally talked yourself out of a point just now. Yeah, I did. Like, I taught myself out of a point. Yeah, we were just talking about the <laughs> games that use 3D versus the ones that didn't. You said Urban Champions. And no, they're, no, they're, but they're, just... They're classic NES. They're classic... Yeah, it was yeah. a shame to not see Nintendo sort of dig up Super Mario World or Zelda Link yeah. to the Past or, like, there's such a line of classics in history and amazing things that, they, that they've contributed and made yeah. over the years. That the first question that comes to your mind is, oh, what would that look like with parallax, like just like separated 3D? And that was actually how A Link Between Worlds started. Yeah. Where Miyamoto's like, hey, can you can you make yeah, this? Yeah. And Aonuma's like, nah, why? Like, we could just re release that game. Like, yeah. let's do a little more. And so well, then A Link Between I, and Worlds I, kind of turned into what it was. I love that line. I bought all of them, including like Twin B and a bunch of other strange ones that were pretty much Japanese only. I uh, love Twin B. But yeah, and Did it you? was. I, I like the pop in Twin I even got a bunch of the. Uh, the Sega Genesis ones were really cool. Like, um, even like, I'm not the biggest Sonic fan, but Sonic looked great. Yeah. In 3D oh, yeah. Well, those were really well done. Now, I feel yeah. like the way Sega did it was they said, okay, let's put our, our top guns out there. Let's take our biggest games and put it out there. And Nintendo were like, we'll start with these, and if they sell well, we'll test the waters for the bigger ones. But it should have been reversed. They should have started with Mario and Zelda and a bunch of other classic NES games, and then bring out the Urban Champions and the Kid Icaruses and stuff like it that. It was an awkward way to start it. I'm going to agree yeah. with you there. Um, Kid Icarus Port was especially weird because they actually tweaked that game to make it easier. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember that? It was that? a hover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a yeah. slight hover when you fall. I Which is very, like, very, I mean, I'm, I feel like in, like, the sort of hardcore gaming community, that's kind of controversial stuff to, like, for sure. Really just go mess with the physics of something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because a topic I want to talk about before we get into, so we're going to talk a little bit about this SNES, SNES Classic Edition list um, and uh, try and figure out where this project is going because we still have a lot more to go. We're supposed to get 30 games for that. But I did want to talk about sort of Nintendo in, in the Wii U era, like sort of looking at the company. And when you just brought up uh, this whole thing of seeing Nintendo tinker with an old game, like yeah. in the case of Kid Icarus, um, and I feel like with re-releases, they always quietly did something, but you weren't always aware or always like cognizant. For example, Super Mario World, I think the Luigi sprite has changed like several times right. depending on which version you've played. Yeah, mm-hmm. But that's less to the point and more to... I, I did enjoy that in the Wii U era... Nintendo sort of became a little bit more aware of its classics, not in the sense that we're just going to sell them to you again, mm-hmm. but more that we're going to make them weird and wacky. And NES Remix comes to mind as like this really smart idea of, hey, these are games. Pe- well, here's the, here's the twofold part of how I look at that game. It's, hey, let's remix and make wacky challenges out of an 8-bit library that a lot of people love. Yeah. And we'll do it twice, right? First they did it with the NES lineup, Famicom lineup, and then they did it with the games you really cared about, which were like Mario 3 yep. and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> but then uh, it was also just... <sighs> 
oh, it became a way to sell virtual console games because in each one of those, it was embedded, hey, did you like this? Guess what? You can buy the whole thing on virtual yep. console. So yep. it was part commercial. Yeah. Which I think is cool, and I think had the Wii U won this console generation and had 60 million uh, people in its installed base, uh, exposing those games to people who'd never played them before is, is, is a great idea. I think it was a little preaching to the converted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think many of us have experienced those games already. I, you know, there's probably a small amount of, of people, kids especially, that yeah. hadn't that didn't grow up with those but games. But still a smart way to get totally, you to play yeah. it. Totally, yeah. And I, I mean, I thought, like, those both of those experiences were awesome. Like, the NES Remix games were really cool. I even enjoyed the sort of slimmed-down version on 3DS. Uh, yeah, that was, like, the, the Wii U's going to be a weird system to look back on. I think it's in the same way that people look back on the Dreamcast. I actually think it will probably be... Uh, favored a little better because I think that the first party lineup on the Wii U is just tremendous mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Once you get out of the way, the fact that there wasn't or hasn't yet been an original Zelda game, there hasn't yet been an original Animal Crossing game, which we won't get. Uh, yeah. But you have to look at uh, Metroid Prime, yeah, Metroid. Metro or Metroid. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. So th- there's that's, that. That's, but those are some examples. What you're going through uh, examples why I think the Wii U will not be remembered the same way as the Dreamcast or, or the N64 or even the GameCube. Yeah. we did. There's no question about it. Wii U has has really good games on it, and Splatoon was a really cool new yeah. start for what hopefully will become a franchise. But you also, you know, the the you've your best Zelda game is a remake of a GameCube title, right? Mm-hmm. There is no Metroid game. Uh, Mario Kart's off, awesome, but it's not like there are not these kind of really kind of memorable new starts on the on the platform like we've experienced with the Dreamcast, yeah. where you look back now and you you think about you know just the kind of Jet Grind Radio, like these really kind of original games and like how Crazy Taxi just made it to a home console, like looking that good, right? Yeah. There, there are all these kind of yeah. memorable moments. Or Seaman. You know, like even yeah. the bad games are well, memorable. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. but no one's going to forget probably the greatest. And granted, this will be under debate for a long time. But in my opinion, one of the best versions of Smash Brothers will be Smash Wii U. That was top to bottom. One of the most like that was incredible. The amount of work that went into that thing and how well I thought they pulled it yeah. off, despite being very close to what it's always. Sure. Been. Look, and Mario Kart is good too. But like we remember, I'd say we remember the GameCube for the kind of the the things that. Did, that that it brought to gaming that was true truly new right yeah. like that moment you saw a game like like you know rogue leader and like it looked like a star wars movie or metroid prime those are the memorable moments yeah and that's the thing that wii u doesn't really have yeah. in its in its pocket i mean it does have the most realistic lemons you'll ever see in mm-hmm. paper mario color yeah. splash according to our previews according um, to Andrew I, I think it's gonna be the odd the odd console but but like every Nintendo console, even the Virtual Boy, there there's good there, right? There are yeah. really cool, mm-hmm. memorable experiences there. Yeah, um, I mean, what, but what, it's no DS, yeah, no DS. N64 or Super NES. What really hurt it was um, lack of third party, and I think the just the fact that it it wasn't up to even close to up to snuff with the its competitors in, in terms of graphics and, right. and stuff like that. Yeah. But what we did get, like, I mean. You said you said Mario Kart. Mario Kart Eight is really. really I mean, good. it's yeah. I think it's a, a phenomenal yep. title. I I honestly and his Pikmin is there. Yeah, Pikmin's and, great. You know, like they're, they're I mean, really there's good games. It's probably my favorite Pikmin game. Uh, aside from battle mode stuff, it might be my favorite Mario Kart. Uh, Smash. I mean, obviously, it's almost into- impossible to top what yeah. happened on GameCube. Melee was just so great. But uh, it's just a um, it almost 
perfect game all around. Yeah, no, and I mean, and then you did have your experiments. You had your Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which yeah. was like mm-hmm. a start of another franchise. Not as big as Splatoon, maybe, in terms of performance, but in terms of an idea, a unique idea, yeah. this whole like garden in a box was what they called it I had it a great time, time with that game. That was a good really time. loved it, um, and and just taking a, another Mario character and finding a clever spinoff yeah. for it, like, hey, here's a, a, a Mario themed world that this character can't jump, and you yep. have to deal with that, um, and just that that was really really well done. And then finally giving people the tools to make Mario levels, which was something people wanted for years, and that's probably well, an idea that could, I mean, potentially die on Wii U because yep. if you don't have a touchscreen on the NES system. This is not a thing mm-hmm. that you're going to do a second time. But the, see, your memories will get muddled in five years because you will have had Mario Maker, you have Mario Land, these games on on a portable platform at the same time. Yeah. And so, you know, the Wii U will not be remembered as the only place that created, that, that let you have these Well, let's see how that Mario Maker port goes, though, because uh, it was not uh, so well received when it was announced, mostly because the sharing was not as as, as good. Quite frankly, like being yeah. able to sort of share. I'm just happy that beeping things. wasn't in my head. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I think I think <laughs> like when beeping? what are you talking about? When things get ported like that, uh, <clears throat> you even if we end up playing Mario Maker more on 3ds. Mm-hmm. I think the general population will always remember that game as a Wii U game. In the same way that when you think about like Resident Evil 2, you think PlayStation, you don't really think like the N64 or everywhere else that got ported, ported like the Tiger no, Game Comp. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like we kind of glossed over this. Uh, I thought New Super Mario Brothers uh, for Wii U is mm-hmm. like just a, a tremendously just kind of well-rounded, balanced, just tight, kind of yep. perfect top-to-bottom Mario game. But furthermore, uh, Super mm-hmm. Luigi U... Is awesome. Oh yeah, that like was it's a great. It's it's like Master Quest mode. Ju- totally. And just as we were sitting around getting kind of fatigued with the new Super Mario franchise and what it had to offer, uh, having that sort of masterclass of going, this is this is the new rules. Like this mm-hmm. is how fast this goes. These are shorter, more bite-sized levels. They're they're played for crazy speed run people. Like I play. I played those games like an insane person. Like mm-hmm. I don't really stop, yeah. uh, and they were they were really really fun. So I think like that's to have like a set of two really awesome, really solid Mario platformers. Um, that's more than the GameCube can say. You know, I mean, it had Sunshine, but that's the 3D one, mm-hmm. um, and this also had 3D World, which yep. is yep. another just often I mean, forgotten game, yeah. often left out of the conversation, which bums me out because I still love that game. Oh, 3D World is like even in my home, it's one of those go to like, what should we play? Oh, I don't know. We'll put on 3D World because I know. That within 15 minutes of starting this game, we're going to be laughing. Yeah, see, in my mind, those games are handicapped by the fact that they followed Galaxy, you know? Yeah. And, like, Galaxy was so good that that it almost, you know, I, I appreciate that they're different and that we got another 2D Mario game, but it's like they're not as memorable see, to me, See, but I think you know? they follow Galaxy's rules well enough, and I do think that because they're co-op, I don't grade them on the save curve. No, that's yeah, fair. I look that's at fair. The, as the co-op loop and say, okay, well, this is not... I don't put these in the same boat because if this was a single-player game, there's a lot more that you would have tried or done differently as a result. I also Whereas feel like, like trying to make four people play in a space and not oh, yeah. collide every two seconds yeah. is something mm-hmm. else. Uh, Super Mario 3D World uh, is a lot closer to Galaxy than I think a lot of people give it credit for it in terms of the only thing majorly different is that the, you don't have a sort of gravitational pull on, on areas that changes and expands and flows depending on where you are. But in terms of like bite-sized challenge areas that flow into each other, yep. that's absolutely what that game did yeah, really that well. Just doesn't have that same place. dazzle factor. Well, because you don't like, get to blast off in a space. Yeah. You usually just go in a pipe and pop up on like mountain I road or whatever. Too. I think Galaxy yeah. has the feel to it. Like, you can it see has, what happens in those yeah. pipes. <laughs> those, those drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah. 
No, Galaxy has a different feel to me. Like it's, you know, you're absolutely right. The the later two games are very much multiplayer co-op experiences, mm-hmm. and they're they're fun for a very different reason. Yep. Um, I don't know. To me, they're just nowhere near as memorable as when you played Galaxy One for the first mm-hmm. time, or See, I, you know, I, even Sunshine for me is I just more memorable. Think of, of our let's plays and how we hated each other, went through like I mean, they were laughing sessions, really, oh, like yeah. from top to bottom. Yep. And those are things I, I just I won't forget when that game comes up. But you know, you've got kids, and playing with them can be a, yeah. an interesting experience. No, honestly, I mean, uh, Nintendo Land, we have more positive memories than got it, the got interesting. It. We did play the new Super Mario Brothers. We, we played a ton and See, got so mad at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, man, it's that little pause when somebody dies that screws you up. Yeah. You know, oh, somebody yeah. dies and it's like everything halts for a second, Everything and hangs. then. Two more people fall. And you're like, ah! <laughs> what drives me nuts is you jump in the air and someone else jumps in the air and they hit you oh. in the head and it's just like bonk. That's yeah, it's like. Yep, yep, yep. No, totally. They're all very, very good games. Yeah, I, those yeah. all of those games have at one point re- just really tested my marriage. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're a great uh, time though. In, in terms of two, uh, you brought up uh, Mario Maker, or when we were talking about Mario Maker, it did bring to mind another thing that we saw from Nintendo in this sort of era was. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but games in two places. This idea that, like, okay, there's a Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS. There's Mm -hmm. a Smash Brothers for Wii U. There's a Hyrule Warriors for Wii U. There's a Hyrule Warriors for 3DS. And some of these obviously came later. Not all of them are the Smash Brothers Donkey Kong. Yeah. um, So Donkey Kong Mm -hmm. Country is another example. Super Mario Maker is another uh, token example. Mm -hmm. Yoshi's Woolly World is coming up. And Ultimate NES Remix kind of counts, even though it's sort of... The combined version of one and two yep. with with fewer games, like just to it's to, it's like a greatest hits of something that was already a greatest hits. Yeah, yeah, but leading into this gen, we had seen you know portable versions of games on the Game Boy, on Game Boy Color, on Game Boy Advance. That's not a new thing. But the idea that in most cases these were either content complete or as close as you could get. I don't. Yeah, think with we Smash had a lot Brothers being the big surprise, I think that. I mean, this game to be this intact on the handheld platform almost told you, hey, you don't need one or, one or the other, right? It's like this: make choose your platform basically, rather than play it here and I'll play it and it's slightly different, yeah. right? When you mm-hmm. say uh, when you when you say Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. I think of being at TGS, going to uh, Tokyo Disney. With five other people mm-hmm. from IGN, and us walking up to this roller coaster ride we wanted to go on, and seeing that there was a long line, and getting excited because it gave us a chance uh, to stand play. in place and play Smash Brothers on our yeah. 3DS. And I remember just like people were looking at us, and Japan's one of the greatest places in the world, probably the greatest place in the world, to stand around laughing games. at a 3DS. Yeah. Uh, but we were just like doing that kind of like twist, that spiral through the line, and we kept playing and playing and playing and playing. Yeah. And we were just laughing and having a great time. And it was, it was the first time I ever really thought something like that could work on a handheld. Mm-hmm. And it's ultimately, I stuck with the Wii U version longer than the 3DS one, yeah. but I appreciate the hell out of it for, for what well, it tried to do. And bringing, just tying into that point, especially then, yeah. that year was still a year where you can go to Japan and when you went to uh, like Yorobashi uh, in Akihabara, where you went to different locations, you saw a 3DS in plain sight in the wild, like out everywhere. I was just there for vacation. The Yorobashi Street Pass area is now a place where everyone sits to look at their mobile phone. Wow! Mm-hmm. And it was so sad to me. Yeah. I was like, man. Well, now it's I all remember. Pokemon Go players, though. So. Yes and Probably, no. Right? Some mm-hmm. some Pokemon Go a lot texting. Like I yeah. peaked. I was the I was the nosy gaijin. I just kept looking at what you're doing, and I walked away. <laughs> yeah. um, but but truthfully, like that was that was this transition that I had heard was happening, but I got to see it for myself and was like, oh man, I remember mm-hmm. when this was this was the spot when I'll never forget seeing a little kid carrying. 
their parents' 3DS through the crowds of people, like walking around to get street passes, then bringing it back to Papa to let them. Uh, yeah, yeah awesome. I'm just like, that's so cute. And it's yeah. like, that stopped happening. Yeah. You know what, though? It can happen again. Oh, totally, totally. Like, you know, like, again, the NX is not exactly the same kind of box that the Wii U and the Wii were. So yeah. we'll see what happens there, whether they have kind of social elements that encourage you to yeah. actually take it out. So you also saw Nintendo uh, take on and start to deploy, in, in these cases, smart DLC. Uh, obviously, DLC became a thing in the industry as a whole, right? Finding ways to add extended life to a game, mm-hmm. keep someone from either trading it in or getting rid of it or, or passing it on. And you had great examples in Mario Kart and in Smash. Uh, well, Mario Kart, I think, slightly more than Smash. I think Smash's DLC was smart. I still think at the end of the day, Smash's DLC was expensive. But I don't think it hurt that game in uh, as much a form as it could of something else whereas Mario Kart it was a deal it was like hey you buy these two bundles now you got these eight costumes the waiting period was quite long (laughs) between them do you remember that yeah that was a while yeah I'd never seen something like that well that's not true I've seen like versions of that I feel like I think Bioshock Infinite had an example of hey we have DLC coming and there was like months passing well I mean like I I bought the season pass for Star Wars Battlefront and uh, they're they're the, still giving the, you they're stuff. still giving you stuff like yeah. they just did Death Star last <clears throat> month and I believe they're doing Rogue One in January so yeah. it's like that's that's a year and a half after it launched mm-hmm. like it's kind of normal for for um for DLC in general but you mentioned about like keeping you from trading games in and stuff like that I think that's a big part of it like Nintendo really just wanted to be part of that uh just that that's kind of heritage you have when you when you keep a game for a long time mm-hmm. and it's you keep playing yourself. it online right like yeah. you have a reason to go back i mean that really worked with splatoon for yeah. us yeah. right yeah we kept on like you keep on getting distracted by these new shiny experiences and then it's like hey they just release an update for splatoon it's like Choom! all yeah. running back and we're all signing on again and well and that was really risky, wonderful right i mean i still remember sort of banging my head against the wall for the review and talking to you about it and talking yeah, to you yeah. about it where i'm like there are five maps in this game and there are two modes and that's it. And they're promising more, but we have to put a score on this. How the how are we going to do that? Yeah, that was tough. Um, you can't use clairvoyance to predict how good the future maps are going to be, but you can also say, sure. well, there will be a whole bunch of content coming, and it's included yeah. in the price. But so then it's you look tough, at it's a tough call. You yeah. look at something like Mario Kart Eight, which shipped mm-hmm. content complete. Like yeah. if they had just walked away from that game, aside from battle mode, I'm still upset about that. <laughs> uh, had they just walked away from that game, I would have been like, that's okay. But when they released that DLC where they had Animal Crossing stuff and they had uh, Legend of Zelda stuff, yeah. like that was a I had a renaissance with that game. Like that. Same. I was I was right back in there trying yeah. to get all the gold cups. Yeah, we used to like play that. together and all that. Yeah. I think some yeah. of the best DLC. I mean, like the yeah out there, like games like Mario Kart, The Witcher. Like we've seen actually much better DLC in in recent in yep. recent uh, years. Totally, months, totally. Rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but still, just uh, you know, and and some folks will say, well, they were late. Right, like yeah. during the Wii era, they chose not to really go that route to mm-hmm. not patch games. Whereas with Wii U, obviously that changed. They yeah. started going with with uh, sort of better networking. And you know, looking at Nintendo's mm-hmm. online as a whole, it's still you know a bag of okay to okay ideas to well, these are issues. Okay, idea mm-hmm. being Miiverse was a smart implementation. Yeah, slow but smart. Right in terms of slow, in terms of just how long it takes to open the thing and, and sort of scroll through this history, but they've done a job of revamping it and making it easier to find the things you want to find, whether it's a journal entry or a photo or whatever. But then, and we've talked about this on the show before, but the friends list, friends list on a Nintendo platform is focused on visibility. It's not focused on interactivity. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a problem. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to see that Brian's playing a game. I want to jump into that game with yeah. him, or I want to mm-hmm. invite him to mine. Yeah, that's something that. 
They still haven't nailed that. Sad to see. Yeah, and yeah. 3DS it was worse. It's still just this portal where it's like I can. See, it's like you're behind glass. And I'm like I can see you. Yeah, I can't talk to you. And the PS4 and the Xbox have really Xbox One have really optimized around that. Really, you know, providing much more ways to now schedule games with your friends and connect with your friends. And you know, they changed uh, they changed the concept of, uh, of of friending. There's now following and and all these kinds of features. Where it's like Nintendo does have to play a bunch of catch up with the NX. I feel um to finally i mean to even catch up with the xbox 360 let's let's be honest yeah right? let's with be xbox honest. live in its original form yeah um but I, what they always nail is this kind of this playful nature they even um they even make social connection fun right like if you look at meverse and the ability to share your skills like you see such amazing drawings in that mm -hmm. system and yeah. so um they, they built something really special and different, and so I'm happy it exists, but some core functions need to come. Yeah, yeah. no, and tweaking for sure, because yeah. uh, sharing needs to be something that's quicker and and done. and just It has to be in an instant, or it's not worth the trouble it takes to load yeah. it. If that's the case, no one would use Twitter. No one would use Facebook. No one yeah. would go near yeah. these platforms because you're waiting for it to load. Um, and, and yeah, just communication-wise in general, like uh, not just... Not just not letting people talk, because I get it, right? Like, you want to create a safe space, but I think Nintendo ultimately needs to understand that the parent has a role in this, right? Yeah. And the parent needs to have that expectation of, you can set this safe space for your child, and this is how you do that, versus no one can play. No well, one can play that. Well, the, the fact that in, in the United States, many 9 to 10-year-olds already have phones shows that parents take a more active uh, role in in you know taking like giving their kids access to technology that could put them at risk, but they set these rules and guidelines and 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 are take a more active um, yeah. active I think part. It's a it. very different universe now than it was when Nintendo first mm -hmm. dipped a toe in online, and they didn't really want people communicating with each other. Now I think if. Any kid was supposed uh, was was playing a Nintendo game and he had a headset on and he heard something bad. Uh, I don't want to say this, but I, I feel like parents would be sort of desensitized to it because they've been dealing with it through other means for years now. Yeah, I mean, you're, if you're like you said, your kid has a phone or you're on an Xbox with a headset or PS4 with a headset. Uh, or they're watching the election. Or they're watching. Yeah, they're turning on the TV and just seeing <laughs> any of the people that could become the. <sighs> Let's not go down yeah. that rabbit no, hole. We won't. Well, no, yeah. I mean, like, look, television con content has become more mature. And yeah. they, you know, like the election is a great example where, you know, some parents are choosing not to let their kids watch just because of some of the kind of uh, some of the coverage around the election. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the the right solution is not to say television can no longer cover the election, right? Or to say we don't we are not going to buy a television. The right solution is parents take a more active role and actually screen the content and are there with their kids. And yeah. that that is definitely happening more and more as the next generation of adults is more tech savvy yeah. and understands video games. Yeah, and, and I still respect them for wanting to create safe spaces, and I think ultimately that's for the better of S games like Splatoon. Support like, is I like good. That. Yeah. Support, yeah, support is, support good. is yeah. great, but you don't see Apple gating every customer from having certain yeah. experiences no. because... Oh man! And, well, you're you know this isn't cool. This isn't safe. But then again, a phone can't do what a console and, can do. And given the rhetoric from Nintendo, I feel like that era is probably over. I, yeah, I'm not I mean, expect. At, I'm not expecting them to say on the NX. Oh yeah, no, we don't want people talking to each yeah. other. I I really don't think so. Well, they and, know. You know, they look at social media and they know how important it is to let right. people connect. Well, look at Mitomo. I mean, you could just straight up curse to your friends at Mitomo. No one's no no magic Nintendo demo. Yeah, yeah like, you're right. Stop. Yeah. I was actually I was amazed time. that they didn't even have like a banned words list in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. 
Yeah. Or even, I don't know if there's an option to even sort of censor if you wanted, like just tick a box and it's like everything comes out as, I don't know, Mario sounds when someone Mm -hmm. curses, you know? That could be interesting. Um, Are you still sick from playing VR, by the way? A little bit. Yeah. The show? Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got sick playing. Have you seen uh, this guy walking around? No, you were out. Like he's been he's been playing VR games and always comes out green. Yeah, green. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a tan dude, by the way. So green my, is not our color. Literally just got delivered here. Oh man! So, oh, right, nice. I'm out of here. Oh, you're dying to leave. Sheesh. All right. Um. Well, okay. I want to go so, get green. <laughs> well, we were talking about TV, and I wanted to talk about Nintendo TV, which is uh-huh. this thing that all of us forgot existed for good reason. Yeah. Um. But this, you know, the idea of a shareable, uh, a TV service that was interactive and there was basically you can interact with programming via the gamepad um and that you're you can build conversations around what you were watching uh when we least look back i mean did you anyone even use it at the I, table? so i did uh there was one of the most promising things about it was uh something that a website called can i stream it mm-hmm. does now which is basically you go i want to watch blade runner yeah and you type it in and it goes uh it's here it's here it's here the way this did it was it also hooked up to your cable box and it would say like blade runners on amazon prime for 4.99 it's on netflix but it's also playing on the usa network at 8 p.m on saturday yeah like that was kind of a cool idea uh i feel like websites do it way better now mm-hmm. um there was a couple of times where i put on a movie and the second screen, I think through Amazon, was showing the actors on screen at the time and then brief bios of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, my wife would be like, who is that again? And I'd look down and I'd be like, oh, that guy was in this movie, this movie, this movie. Yeah. I'm like, there was some sort of novel ideas about the Nintendo TV, TVII, or however it was TV. spelled. No, that yeah. was it. TV. <clears throat> TV. Yeah. yeah. TV. Well, well, I mean, what happened, quite frankly, <laughs> is Nintendo came up with the idea when discovery of content was an issue, right? Yeah. Like, it... I, I've I've run into this in the past where I'm like, oh, I really want to watch uh, just now, right? Like Westworld TV show is out; it's awesome. Uh, I'm like, I gotta see the old Crichton. Movie Me too. Yule Brunner, and then you go like, okay, Netflix. Nope, not titles related to Westworld. Nope, not what I yep. want, right? <clears throat> Amazon Prime. Ah, they have it, but you have to pay for it. But surely somebody's got it, right? Like, and you start this quest, and it should be so easy. Yeah, you're right. You could go online, but when you're sitting in front of your TV, I want to use just kind of like you just want your TV. Yeah, I'm totally so with you. They were trying to help solve that issue. They were also trying to kind of give you a better remote. Yep. You know, because at the time, uh, I, I don't think... Um, you can't lose this remote, whereas yeah, your TV remote goes missing no, it, in the couch and it's, for, for it's days. Basically, it's already in the living room, and so you have this beautiful big screen, and you could do some really cool stuff with it. And I by will the say, way, Microsoft did the same thing with the Xbox One, yeah. right? Like the pass-through for yep, your yep, cable yep. box. Never worked for me. Yeah. Like it, it, me neither. It kept on disconnecting. Yeah. I'm like, F this. Well, and then like, there was Smart Glass, which was not yeah. very smart when it first launched, but, but eventually got better. But they well, all yeah. had a good idea, but then this kind of issue just went away. Like, first of all, I, I have DirecTV at home still, like satellite. I haven't cut the cord. And they made their DVRs much smarter. It's much mm-hmm. easier to now search for programming, right? And then on the other consoles, it's become much easier to just yep. search whether something's uh, in, in one of the apps. Too. Yeah, I totally agree. I actually use the uh, Wii U gamepad a lot to turn on the TV mm-hmm. and change the input back to Wii U because I usually had would do Netflix streaming and stuff through my PS4. Mm-hmm. So I would turn on the TV and hit input three times and get over. And I'm like, that's really cool that I could do that all from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
ultimately, like, it's not really a system seller type of thing. But I think also, I mean, you still have cable. I cut mine, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of cable cutters are out there. And uh, to bank something on something that's sort of dwindling. Linear TV. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, it was an interesting choice. I think it's, like, part of a whole package. It was a cool novelty. Mm-hmm. But it was really a little too cumbersome for anybody really to stick with. Well, uh, no, they played around with, uh, with a lot of these kinds of experiments, well, right? They, like the yeah. map app, too. And oh, like, yeah. I remember yeah, that. They, like, like a Google Street View. Yeah? That's oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. View tur- um, tourism. Yeah. And, yeah. and they were trying to sort of promote that. But then there was also um, the idea, and I remember this because this was after the big gamepad update of, I think it was 2014. Yeah. Where they... Uh, the big gamepad update of 2014. And no, but this was where they finally, you know, they started to speed up how quickly it would take to boot up a Wii U because yep. that was an issue from, from day one sort of how long the whole process would take and it's oh, like yeah, oh that's right. the game yeah. pad's on all the time or roughly uh, like in a, in a semi-powered on powered off state and once you bring it up you can quickly launch the last game you had open or if you didn't turn it off it can turn into an ad display in the middle of your living room telling yep. you hey uh, Smash for Wii U is out today or whatever other game they want to put. Remember that? I mean, yeah. I, it's a little obnoxious, but it was it was cute I, in, mm-hmm. in, in one way, too. I never turn it off. It's like I have a, like a credenza that has like see-through panels, like milky kind of glass, a frosted glass, and then once in a while you'll just see like it lights up in the dark and it starts blinking. I'm like, no, bye yeah, now. I don't, I don't know why I have that thing on. Like, I'm on, yeah. Nint- I'm on IGN's Nintendo show. Like, I know when stuff's happening. <laughs> and they're like, well, hey, you- Splatoon tunes out today and i'm like i know well <laughs> I was, it's probably because it's too much of a hassle to turn it off yeah i think like but it was also kind of a cool thing yeah it could notify cute. you right yeah, the I other mean, two consoles don't do that no but like they don't talk to me i don't think we've talked about this before but deleting software on any nintendo soft platform oh man today why is, is, is just uh, well the like, entire university it, courses that teach you how to do that it's yeah a, it's yeah. a college class like it's like yeah. okay go to settings okay now go to this okay now go now check the ones you don't want okay mm. no no oh it's so annoying yeah and I deleted like, an app off my phone today in half a second. It was like, yeah, it's got to be easier on, to on, do. On PS4, you just hit the options button yeah. when you're on a game, and it's like delete. Maybe it's the, gone. Kick maybe it out the of the defenses. They don't want to yeah. make it easy for your kid to just delete a, a 10 gigabyte game or something. Yeah, but then I mean, say, I'd be upset. Yeah, I'd be like, I would yo, too. Billy, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. what, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I don't get parental d- something on there or whatever. It's also like it, deleting the actual download file versus deleting the game save. Very, Ooh, very different things. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. laughing because I just picture parenthood as like this portion of your life where everything's all locked down. Yeah. The kitchen, the cabinets. Like you're putting locks on everything in sight. Jose, that that, that's how it used to be, especially when they're little and yeah. they, were, they were first walking around. Like you'd hear suddenly this really big noise and it's like, oh, all the pots and pans are now on the floor. And yeah. you're like, all right, now you lock that thing. And then you hear like the car start starts in the garage like ah right like you constantly have to like be one step ahead because they'll just try crap yeah i just i yeah. just i don't know man i never thought of it this way yeah, yeah. you leave the door yeah. open turn on the tv they're like at a baseball game it's yeah. like you just never know what's gonna happen <laughs> see him on the jumbotron yeah. <laughs> all right uh well there are more topics on this but i think we should move on to this last thing because uh we're, the show's getting a little long at this point um but i do want to you know just kind of maybe tell folks I know we don't do the best job of following up on part ones and part twos on the show, but uh, I think we can come back to this because the idea and the thinking is that this era is almost over and that NX is, is on the forefront. It's something we're all waiting for. Whether or not we see it anytime soon is anyone's guess. Um, and I know there are folks 
spending way too much time thinking about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, regardless, we'll come back to this topic. I think it's. I think it was a good discussion. I just want to tell you guys that uh, it was a good time. Uh, all right. So our last thing up for today is the. Uh, SNES Classic Edition and what the heck are we doing with this list so we're adding five <laughs> titles now I think we should add five titles yeah. collectively just to um, get it going again just to get it going again and we can get a guess I think for next week so I'm gonna I'm gonna make that promise um, yeah I, yeah uh, I'm ready I am. I just. I don't want to finish this and then it not be available for pre-order for like two years. But that's well, the, this, that's the way a, this that's is out going. of our hands. That's out that's of our funny. hands, I guess. Uh, so a recap yeah. for you: um, Jeff Gertzman came in uh, was the uh, the first person to help kick off our list and did so by adding ActRaiser, Contra Three, The Alien Wars, Zelda: Link to the Past, Super Metroid, and at the time Super Mario World. Now we talked about Jared came in, and of course any guest has the option to. Bump something from the previous list, yep. or just introduce five of their own. Jared did elect to alter Super Mario World to Super Mario All Stars plus Mario World. That's Cheat. still under debate. Uh, I still think it's we not should break debate. them both out. <laughs> all right, I think I think that's fair. Um, also, I don't think Super Mario All Stars is all that special, to be honest. Like it is wow. the first yeah. remake of its kind. You kind don't of? you don't want anybody to be in the situation of saying, "Well, I really like Mario World, but you also have All Stars on there, and I can't boot All Stars." Yep. I would separate them out. No yeah. double packs. Okay, no double yeah. packs. So I'll uh, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, Chrono Trigger's next. Final Fantasy VI, which was Final Fantasy III in the U.S. Yoshi's Island, mm-hmm. Star Fox. Uh, uh, those were Jared's picks. And then finally, Andre Seegers of Game Explain was kind enough to come on the show, and he added uh, some great choices: Kirby Superstar, Super Mario Kart, Earthbound, my my personal favorite. I'm sad I didn't add that. Harvest Moon. And Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, yep. uh, which is also a very awesome game. Nice. Okay. I'm going to add one right off the bat. Wow. Like, he's getting like his wrist. Yeah, he really got his phone open. We don't have yet. Uh, Super Mario RPG. Ooh. Yeah. How have we skipped yes. that? Well, because okay. we had three guests on and we weren't able to get to that yet. Well, they, they got to get their ish together i don't know like i thought i thought jeff's list was awesome i did like, too i mean act razor yeah, deserves Act-Razor. Yeah. all the i love hadn't even thought about that yeah. yeah me too so yeah. super mario rpg why um i think it's just i i still to this day think it's the best mario rpg game uh i think it did it shook up the the franchise to its core by allowing you to team up with bowser for the first time and become friends towards a, a mutual enemy uh i thought that the sort of top-down three-fourths perspective was really interesting had a ton of humor some of the best writing of any mario game the uh some of the uh easter eggs and nods throughout the game were great the characters were awesome yep. uh guys like gino and boshi were great that little area where you could dip behind a wall and come out as a as a pick as a sprite based mario and then come back like really little things like that um it it sort of mastered what I want from an RPG, which is mm-hmm. uh, it's got a great great characters, great level up system, great boss fights, but it's not 60, 70 hours long. It's the kind of game you can honestly beat in probably 10, 15, 20 hours, you know? Maybe yeah. even less if you don't I, grind. So to add to that for I, him, I would, uh, By the way, I would love... In the in the new partnership discussions, you know, Nintendo had uh, has worked with Namco and other companies to make new games, and they've yeah. worked with Square to create the Final Fantasy Chronicles series. Why won't they go to Square and say make Super Mario so, RPG two? Fun fun piece I of history, and unless I'm fumbling the details because I don't know his name off the top of my head, but the director of Super Mario RPG moved over to Alpha Dream, and he is the producer on every Mario and Luigi RPG game. Yeah, but it's not the same. No, <laughs> but I just same. wanted to tell you that folks yeah. who were involved with Super Mario. RPG 
still are very much part of the Mario RPG boat. Yeah. They're just not, it's not the same ship anymore, but they're clearly like still a part of what that thing is. I just feel nostalgia is so powerful and to have a kind of a square Nintendo partnership and, and create a sequel to it with characters like Gino would be so awesome. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. So to just Man. add to Brian's comments, I love the way uh, that game took the Mario concept and turned it into an mm-hmm. RPG and especially one that you didn't have to sit and wait between turns for attacks to happen. The idea of just getting you more involved having timing-based yeah. uh, attacks, having a way to have this expert layer of knowledge so that you can tear through the game faster yeah. or be more efficient at attacks was, I think, something that every Mario RPG or every sort of um, side title since has picked up on, right? Like, just this idea of we shouldn't just follow the genre in terms of you just pick attacks and go. Yeah. Let's add that extra layer of something and make it more interactive. My only beef with the Mario RPGs as a whole is that they're cool RPGs with fun stories, but they're lame platformers. And they're not meant to yeah. be simple and but easy. But they're, they're and a just, little too simple. Yeah. Like It's just more like jumping for the sake and not mm-hmm. jumping. Although then again, in that game, if you jumped on an enemy before it touched you, you got priority in an yeah. attack. Yeah, so that was cool. It's also, weird because the platforming... Where is this on New 3DS, by the way? What's the story? <sighs> I don't know. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. I would play through that in a heartbeat. Um, the platforming was actually, like you said, kind of tucked into the battle system rather than the actual overworld. Yeah. Like in terms of uh, traversal as platforming, that's one thing, but the timing of platforming that you knew to love from Mario games mm-hmm. was now just tucked into the way you jumped on a Goomba yeah. in battle. But it had the same rules, right? You yeah. could hold down B to run faster. Yep. You used A to jump. You constantly did that thing you do with your finger that a lot of people, the younger generation, I don't know if they know that how to do that today if they haven't played a Mario game before. You know what I'm talking about? You're putting your finger over two buttons and you're kind of yeah. leaning over yeah. to hit the other one. Like It even had stuff like yeah. that, which I thought was really smart. Are we doing four more? <clears throat> do I get to add one? Yeah, of course you yeah? get to add one. All Go. right. I might not add one. I can't think of I can add oh, I can, I can add yeah. so many. Uh, I can oh, add 400. Right. Secret of Mana. Yeah. Belongs dude, for on sure. that freaking list, man. For sure. I'm glad you said this. So, oh, why? Because of the green box. Really? No. It was an awesome game at a time when companies were struggling to make a single-player RPG. These guys made one that you could play collaboratively, collaboratively with three players at the same time. That's a rare thing. And they figured out how to marry, which is something you see commonly now like in Elder Scrolls, to all these games. They married the turn-based kind of RPG concept where when you hit an enemy, you cause a, a kind of random amount or, or directed random amount of damage with the action gameplay from a Legend of Zelda game. They had this weird hybrid yep. mode, remember? Mm-hmm. Where you mm-hmm. power up moves and and like where you'd slash at, at creatures in real time, but the damage was variable. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was just such a unique game. And then visually, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It had these beautiful settings, and it had these really cool characters. It had and, a sound sampling stuff, too, in and, it that wasn't done before, if I remember right. And, and then the, the music. is yeah, just that's what I was yeah, about. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful soundtrack all around. Great compositions that are, you know, still to this day, you can hum them. and Yeah. Sort of, sort of the like quintessential yeah. 16-bit action RPG with just lush environments, yeah. great characters. Uh, I really loved the sort of dense jungle forest feel of, of all of it. it was mm-hmm. just really cool. Um, it it felt like you were. It, it felt like an entire game made out of the, like the lost woods that you visited yeah. to the past. There was this sort of undiscovered appeal to all of it. I mean, hence the word "secret" in the title of the game. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, just just a again a really awesome game. Again, why is this not on 3DS right well, now? And, and at the time too, right? Like if you lived in in Japan or you played import games, you were able to buy the sequel. Yeah, you know, yeah. Seiken Densetsu Three, um, and that never came out in the U.S. as a Secret of Mana Two, right, yep. on the Super NES. Yep. Um, you want another yeah. one? No, good, I got good one. games. All right, yeah, I got go. one. It's not because it's my mm. favorite. Uh, one of this oh, series God. to put it on this list. I just want to kick it off with that. So set your expectations low. But I do think that Super Castlevania Four is still oh, one yeah. of my favorite yeah. uh, all-time games, yep. uh, simply because it still managed to somehow retain the arcade-like appeal yep. of mm-hmm. the original Castlevania. Even though, if you look at that game's history, that game was actually like remade like twice. Yep. Um, there was once on its original platform, and then when they brought it to the NES, Clash the Famicom Disk System, they did uh, a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but huge sprites, uh, big, big characters, big bosses, tough challenge. The idea that Simon can whip in eight directions definitely made him overpowered. But um, I still like that they were trying to go for – they tried to make platforming more complex by, mm-hmm. like, having you swing off of things and that whole feeling. And they and, were doing stuff with, like – And Mode 7. Mode I mean, seven. this is yeah. one of the showcase games from Mode 7. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Act really Razor, we have Act Razor and Contra on there. You know, by comparison, games like Zelda were very, very simple or, or um, uh, even, you know, Super Metroid and Mario. But, like, this game went crazy. They had they had a rotating 3D hallway in this game. That. It chugged a bit. But yeah. a bit. then they yeah. had when, – when you would latch onto things, the entire screen would rotate – and then also the whip itself was just so fascinating. It like was the cool chain watching whip, it like the way it moved, like rise and dangle, and stuff yeah, and like you're that. like dangle, dangle, dangle. Yeah, dangle. it was really cool. Oh, yeah, I used to love uh, doing that. Dangle, dangle. Take that. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of hard to explain how impressive that stuff was when the Super Nintendo first launched. Was seeing a sprite rotate in yeah. 3D, the gears uh, yeah. over like the you know the, the symphonic MIDI music like that. Like there was just really nothing like it to hear that the sort of orchestrated sound that that game had to offer. The- uh, with the rotating environments, huge like huge sprites, like you said, and it is sort of like one of the last times we really saw that franchise, which I really do love for the most part. Yeah. Um, stick to the sort of arcade roots before it went into sort of a Metroidvania, Metroidvania type yeah, of yeah. type of scenario. That's right. It's very sequentially. It has yeah. the 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 list the the map right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. So we're gonna have to we're gonna get two more in. Although I, I finally I, I got a good one. I got a bunch. I got a good one too. Oh, okay. I got a really okay. good one. So oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna say all three and we're gonna fight over who's okay. gets okay. gets talked. And by the way, I'm not I'm not even doing the Goemon thing. Everybody knows Goemon Two is one of the best games in the world. But did you just pull a Kanye? Nobody. That's right. <laughs> but nobody can but nobody can relate because so few people played it because yeah. it was Japan only. So I'm sticking with something people know. Ready? Yeah. yeah. Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen. Oh, I love so that. So freaking good, uh, and you've all forgotten it existed. Uh, yep. Shame on you. Shame on you all. I'm shedding actual tears. Oh, oh that no, was so that good. Game's so good. And Ogre Battle 64, by the way, is also an underrated also, classic. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, this is. This, bro. Like, this that's was, the on that you know, game. if you only know the tactics Ogre games, which are a lot more fussy in that they're, you know, they got this isometric, uh, almost chess like gameplay. This was a real time strategy game. Your units actually moved across the map in real time. You would kind of give them directional paths and then they would bump into each other and it would have this automatic um, combat between the units, you know, like uh, where uh, what was in the front or in the back would matter when they attacked each other. But like it had this really addictive kind of upgrade path for your units and like the the creatures all beautifully drawn could, um, could evolve into more powerful units. And then, man, the 
the graphics were awesome. The music again was fantastic. No, yep. you're just rem reminding so me. So good. Uh, yeah, no, that game is uh, fantastic. They remade it, uh, but the SNES original didn't come PlayStation, to the states. Yeah, yeah it eventually it ended up on PlayStation, um, I think. But then it ended up on PSP when they remade. Didn't it. Didn't come out in the U.S. Uh, I'm the pretty Super sure. Super one. I, I I'm maybe misremembering. That would be terrible. I swear. Yeah. Let me, double let check. Me look at. I, I think it um, came out. Uh, yeah. I could be bugging right now. No, it but, did. Uh, it did. It I did. see. I, this, well, I see the Super NES kids to adult box art here. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. gonna believe it then. March um, of the Black Queen. Every one of the Ogre Battle games, the title is actually taken from a Queen song. Yep. And so that's why I you get a... really strange names like March of the Black Queen. I uh, I laughed. Although uh, that's RPG fitting. Right? Yeah. 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 I laughed very hard because uh, the other day there was a, an awesome gaff thread of what's a game that you would run out, you would be love to hear was announced right now and someone oh. wrote Tactics Ogre. Fat bottom girls. Oh, <laughs> I was nice. like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I just I erupted. I was like, that's so good. Uh -huh. All right, so that's a great choice. You, sir. Super ghouls and ghosts. Okay. Oh, I, I, you hate yeah. life. I'm playing it right now. Yeah, I'm playing it at home. And what do you think? Um, I'm angry. Well, yeah, you should be. It's well, a very, very difficult game, and I think I'm playing it on my 3ds. Me too. Yeah. yeah, I have it on my 3ds. Uh, I absolutely love this game. I so hate it. Really? It's, yeah, it's very good. Though. So, yeah. So, I think that, like, in terms of building a world, I think Castlevania comes close, but Super Ghouls and Girls... Uh, ghosts. Super, Super Girls and Girls? <laughs> Ghouls and Girls. Uh-oh. <laughs> Brian Aldani. Together at last. Those, that fearsome duo of yeah. Ghouls and Girls. Actually, uh, that would be an interesting game. Uh, continue. I'm I just I'm, wrote it as Ghouls and Girls. I'm, way, I'm, afra I'm afraid to <laughs> check my Twitter mentions for the next month now. Yeah. Uh, I think in terms of building like a horror game in sprites and a whole universe based on that sort of like just miserable terror that comes with everything that bumps in the night. Uh, this game does it really well. And the idea of this being uh, this guy, Arthur, who's this knight who gets hit once and is immediately in his boxer shorts is just incredibly vulnerable walking through graveyards with a, a, a sword or a lancer. Uh, it's a really, really great uh, sort of action platforming game. And it has no pity on the player. What no. you just described, like, when Arthur is in his boxers, a modern game would go, here you go. He yeah. has a heart. Get or, you know, in this case, armor. Yeah. And you'll see, like, a treasure chest. And you're like, oh, thank goodness I'm going to get my armor back. Nope. It's a magician who turns you into a baby. Yeah. Or a right? frog. It's or... like that game has no pity. It's so yep. hard. Like, every time a level starts... Like, you think you got it, and you like, you know, the stupid skull towers, and you're like, I got it all, and then something happens, and you die in a way that you've never died right. before. Because the game is so mean. And I think in the way it handled Mode 7, I actually appreciate this game almost top to bottom. Yeah, the, the terraforming. Moving, yeah. Uh, over, over a game like Castlevania, uh, Super Castlevania, which I really love as well. But the way it used Mode 7 in, in terms of Arthur's walking around, all of a sudden the ground lifts up. Sure. And you're standing on a hill and these pillars rise and a treasure chest appears and it's full of demons. Yeah, or, even, or even the chests, that, like the, the coffins that come out of the Yeah, ground. or the, well, the, the rocky the, ships yeah. like in the... Or, in, or the wheel, the 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 wheelbarrow things that roll down and try yeah. to kill you, and the, the see, earth actually yeah. moves the, up to the create. The ramps. difference was the people who made Super Castlevania Four did not hate you. That's true. Yeah, that's Whereas true. Whereas uh, the people who made Super Ghouls and Ghosts, well, so the, the creator of the Medusa heads did hate you. Yeah, I the, think he was from that team. Yeah. yeah the that's, thing that's is about Ghouls and uh, Ghouls and Girls <laughs> is that. Uh, <laughs> 
when you're bad at that game, life sucks. But when you're good and you get like upgrades like the gold armor and your projectile right. uh, becomes magical powered and it just it fills up the entire screen and you get up to these bosses that are the size of your TV. Yeah. They're just some of the most impressive and gorgeous and weird, terrifying sprites I've ever seen. Plus the soundtrack. It's so good. And yeah, they hate you. When you beat that game, they give you a middle finger and they tell you to start it over and pick up one item and carry it all the way to the end. And it's not a good item to have to use. Uh, it's not an easy game. It's incredibly difficult. It's obtuse. It's weird. But it's gorgeous and fun. I think and it needs a comeback, honestly. Totally. Like, and we talked about well, this, Maximo, Maximo was a didn't remake, do it right? for you. No, yeah, I didn't. Too. Maximo just didn't feel the, the same way yeah, to they me. They turned and it like, into a third-person action like, game. I didn't like the art style either. It looked like weird, like, clay figures. Like, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't, gel for me mm-hmm. the way you know the original did sure um no i i think i would love to see a 2d remake or a beautiful like 3d you know model 2d remake of this game or or a sequel with some new stuff and not the mean repeat the whole game kind of mode. i agree actually uh, wait so isn't good. there a? Oh, i'm misremembering this and i shouldn't bring this up but in super ghouls and ghosts uh from that series isn't there uh uh Spin-off game about one of the demons. Yeah, the uh, Red Arima. What's it? Uh, I've, I played them in Japanese. I'm sorry. Firebrand. Uh, Devil. Devils. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what is it called again? Abdicate. Demon's Crest. Yeah, Demon's, Demon's Crest. Crest. Yeah. It came to, there was a Game Boy games. They're actually yeah. on the eShop. So on yeah. your 3DS, you can get those games and Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. And Ghosts and Goblins, no, which is way more obtuse. Pick Demon's Crest over, over Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I just prefer Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Probably Nostalgia. It's one of the first yeah. Super Nintendo games I had. Okay. I think the soundtrack's just awesome. Yeah, for yeah. me, that's why I put Super Castlevania 4 on this yeah. list. I think it was one of the first like four I got. It's, um, okay, I feel so, like whenever you go to like Demon's Crest, then you get like deep into games like Blackthorn yeah. or like you know Flashback, like yeah, yeah. all these kind of odd games that are not the amazing games, but you have so many fond memories of. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's our here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna bring mine up, and we're either gonna Rochambeau for one to get kicked off, or we should just put in six because we're down one since uh, Jared did kill the uh, Super Mario World. Uh, okay. I, I think we can put in six have to help balance on, out the list. I, I thought we only put we on have, four. We have one, two, three. F- no, I thought we were on six now. Oh, no. no. Wait. No, we're only yeah. on four. You're no, good. you're on five. He's, he just oh, put up the fifth one. Mm-hmm. I see. So I'm about to drop you. number six. Yeah, so number six, you did not have to be a sports fan to love this game. But if you grew up in the 90s, you could not avoid this game. It is NBA Jam. Yeah. Which quite From frankly, downtown. Yes. Yep. How many crazy, crazy things happened when that game came out? Like, it was just this goofy, wacky three-on-three take on NBA players doing the most outrageous dunks you've ever seen in your life. He's on fire. Yeah, and, and just the commentary, it was the, the epitome of arcade God, games. We yeah. played that game so much. Let's and I don't, I'm not, uh, you know, I was not born here. I'm not a big basketball yeah. fa- <laughs> uh, fan, but yeah, that game just throwing No, I never, I never would easy, yeah. was either, but you nailed it, Jose. Like, that's a game that, like, whether you liked sports or basketball or not, or just anything in general like that uh you were into it in the arcade yep. that was a, this one of those arcade games that you lined up to play and one of the best things about that game were the hidden characters yes you could play as bill clinton in that game <laughs> like you could play as hillary clinton in that game i believe like you I could just, probably recreate this year's presidential election in that i was game. just bummed because like michael jordan's license was obviously too much they didn't yep. get him but you had scotty pippen you had the crazy elbows they used to throw and you'd see someone like go flying i believe there was like the a steals. bootleg jordan right there was like a ball guy uh, probably, with a 23 every every and so i i grew up actually playing a lot of so NBA basketball games and you mm-hmm. had like uh, i remember um 
I think the PlayStation franchise for – this is slightly related, I swear. Every game tried a different. So it would yeah. be like number 23 or like there was one game that PlayStation put out, which I think was called In the Zone. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. What was really great yeah. was that they had – Jordan's likeness, I mean the whole well, not the face, but like the outfit, the mm-hmm. the the little thing uh you know, sort of the knee protector but slightly put over his calf, everything. And you can change the name on the back and put the number you want that on the back. So you can just write Jordan. Yeah. Like that was it. Yeah. And it was on yeah. you because you could do that. Yeah. But uh man, uh not having him was a loss, but it was still just one of the best basketball games. I, I'm not going to. I, I would never veto that. That, yeah. that yeah. deserves a spot on the list for sure. No, that's a good one. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Cool. You sh- you, we should put that on there. Yeah. I mean, it's though, like what I, what I said, like <laughs> I could keep on going. Like the, we haven't even talked about Street Fighter 2, which no, consumed my life. Yeah. And we have Final Fantasy 6 on the list. And I haven't talked about five and four. I mean, they're fantastic well, five didn't come games. Out here, so what do we do? Uh, five didn't come well, out. Well, Goemon two test. didn't come out here. Either, yeah, but Legend of the Mystical Ninja did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no, and, and it's like the Super NES is just this rich platform. Um, this is going to be a tough battle, man. Like yeah. once you get guests who have to bump off games, yeah. I feel like NBA Jam is going to get killed really quick. Yep. And, and I'm going to be sad. Yeah. And I, I know that listeners out there, you should support that. And the revival of it was fantastic, yeah. by the way, which at first I think came out on Wii and then it came everywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out everywhere else. So folks should check that out. But yeah, <sighs> this is going to be quite a task. Is there anything we should change, though? Do we like this format of, okay, you can come on. You can no. This is bring, We're fine with that. Like yeah. either bring five or four and bump someone else's. Like, well, it's we cool gonna once the list is full. Don't you have to? Uh, then we're gonna have to figure out you, the rules. You you have to add three games and bump three, right? Yep. Or yep. you can yeah. Okay. Maybe you're gonna have to start ranking them. That's gonna be crazy. Yep. I don't think we should rank them. I All think right. uh, we should we should just set the table. It's the box for the island. And then yeah. Nintendo, if you're listening. Start pre-orders on this one <laughs> and, and make it work yep. is all I'm going to say. All right. Well, uh, that's our show for the week. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. And don't forget, we got a house party this weekend. Yep. Woo! And um, one of the segments is called Game Scoop versus Beyond versus no, no. NVC, right? It's NVC versus Unlocked versus Beyond. Oh, Unlocked. What do we? What, oh, no. We have a Game Scoop one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, it's Beyond NVC soccer. and Unlocked. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that'll uh, be fun. Yeah. Also, Brian and I may have a surprise. Uh, oh, yeah. We're doing so you guys thing. pregnant? Yeah. We are. Yeah. Both, both of us are pregnant, yeah. which is weird. We can't yeah. figure out how that About works. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Uh, no, we got a fun segment uh, planned for y'all. Y'all should check that out. It's going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, we're not streaming this, right? No, we're not streaming, but we will create a, okay. a video version you can watch later. There'll be VODs. Yeah. We'll yeah. make sure that they make it to the NBC yep. channel, especially that thing we're doing, because I think that would go over very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, these mysteries. Yeah, no. You guys are playing Super Ghouls and Girls, right? Yeah, that's it. No, totally. No, we're revealing the NX on stage. Uh-huh. I just, true. I just want folks to know now that uh, you know, mark your calendars. Fine. Um, all right, but thank you for listening to the show. We're a weekly show on IGN. You know the whole spiel. Leave us a review because we'd love to hear from you. Also, email us nvc at ign.com. And lastly, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. You can find Per Schneider at Per IGN. And you can give him a seven point nine in the IGN sticker pack, which is now available on iOS. Ooh. Or give him a ten out of 10 man you're like a shout out machine yeah Yeah, if you have the the latest version of the IGN app installed on iOS 10 it comes with a free sticker app so you can 7.9 your friends messages drag them into messages NVC has stickers in there what did you we'll have welcome in there we have we have the NVC welcome in there we've got brap brap in there and beyond and everything not GM money no GM money no what 
next time. We'll see, look, I mean, first we want to see if people use them, we'll add more stickers. All right. Yeah. Well, and lastly, you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. Thank you so much for watching, listening, and supporting us. And we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Wish Out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.